Hi, I'm Jameson Newlander, Alan Frog from The Lost Boys, and you're watching the Frog Brothers Podcast. It's refreshment time, folks. Are either one of these any good? I don't like movies. I have to return some videotapes. You have a TV? No. I just like to read the TV guide. Read the TV guide. Don't need a TV. Books, records, films, these things matter. Call me Shell. It's the fucking truth. Over 1,600 titles. Each for rent at just $2 the first night and only a... Television and on this invention, they show shows, right? Watch a few movies, take a few notes. Welcome to the Frog Brothers Podcast with your hosts, Justin and Alec. Hello, and welcome to episode 102 of the Frog Bros Podcast. Welcome back. I'm Justin. I'm Alec. And I'm Nick. So, uh, we got some good stuff to talk about tonight. So uh, we'll jump right into the news. So anyway. Do we have news? Yeah, I have some news. I'm going to talk about this Pete and Kanye shit because it makes me laugh. Go for it. Jump right in. So I got some screenshots of some interesting shit I've come across this week. And uh, while we do this, I think what we're going to do is play um, the, what is, is sort of a theme song for Kanye. It's not one of his musical pieces, so we don't want to get, you know, thing anything, uh, you know. Was it the claimed fist, the fistic song? No, but it's um, something that is very fitting to his character, at least as of recently. You know, little, little, mm-hmm. little windmill music for you. Calm down, little Kanye. Little music box it's music okay. for Kanye. Has he bought a white Ford Bronco yet? Because they've got those out again. <laughs> and the minute he buys a white Ford Bronco, the minute I'm assuming is going to be that he's ready to go and really take care of Pete Davidson. Does he have any white friends to drive him? I don't know. Um, so, uh, there's these screenshots that have been posted everywhere now of, uh, it's clearly Pete Davidson's screenshots, and uh, people have edited some of the screenshots together from shit that he's posted, and he says, yo, it's Skeet, can you please take a second and calm down, it's 8am and it don't gotta be like this, Kim is literally the best mother I've ever met, what she does for those kids is amazing and you are so fucking lucky that she's your kid's mom. I've decided I'm not going to let you treat us this way anymore, and I'm done being quiet. Grow the fuck up. Uh, Yee says, Yay, I don't know, Yay is that how you say it? Yay. I don't want to say that. I just want to say Kanye, just to piss him off. Um, oh, you using profanity, where are you right now? And this is where uh, it gets hilarious. Uh, he responds, Pete responds, In bed with your wife, and it's a picture of him sticking his tongue out, giving the peace sign while laying in a bed shirtless. And uh, Kanye says back, happy to see you're out of the hospital and rehab. And Pete says, same here. It's wonders what those places do when you go get help. You should try it. I'm in LA for the day if you want to stop being a little internet bitch boy and talk. (laughs) You don't scare me, bro. Your actions are so pussy and embarrassing. It's so sad to watch you ruin your legacy on the daily. Kanye responds, you're more than welcome to come to my Sunday service. Mm. And Pete says, that's like his church shit, right? I didn't know he did that. Apparently he does. 
because he's, he's a lunatic. A... He's starting a cult now, I'm sure. Mm. Pete says, why don't we meet after Sunday service and Saints game? I'll be at the BHH. We can have food and talk it out of my room privately one-on-one, man-to-man. What are you doing to your what you are doing to your family is dangerous and going to scar them for life. Please handle these matters privately, bro. I beg you. He Kanye responds, "You want to see me? Come to Sunday service." <laughs> Pete responds, "This isn't public, dude. I'm not here for pictures and press, which is obviously all you care about. My offer stands." It's funny cuz he did share this. I do see the irony in that statement at least. Mm, yeah, he keeps it going, so. But he hasn't been responding publicly or anything. Like this is a the first kind of big uh, response we're seeing from Pete. And he's still just like, man, you're fucking lunatic. And he <laughs> he says, my effort stands. I wish you'd man up for once in your life. Let me help you, man. I struggle with mental illness, too. It's not an easy journey. <laughs> you don't have to feel this way anymore. There's no shame in having a little help. You'll be so happy and at peace. You have no idea how nice I've been to you despite your actions towards me. I've stopped SNL from talking or making fun of you talking about or making fun of you for which they wanted to do for months. I've stopped stand-up comedians from doing bits about you because I don't want the father of my girl's kids to look bad out there. I have your back even though you treat me like shit because I want everything to be smooth. But if you continue to press me like you have for the past six months, I'm going to stop being nice. Meanwhile, Kanye West's Instagram, which is always hilarious, he takes a screenshot of... uh, Pete Davidson's Instagram. He sends it to someone and says, what's this guy's address? (laughs) The person responds, I believe his real name is David Pollock. Not blacked out stuff. Originally from Atlantic City. Brooklyn. He lived in apartments his whole life with others. Like, uh... Shiko. Shiko, little baby man. Allegedly. There was a guy that had something and just clearly shows you how easy it is to throw it away. But the fact that he's got his own church cult now, too, is even crazier. (laughs) What a wiener. It's pretty twisted. Um, In other news, William Hurt died. I saw that. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Um, Most people these days might know him as uh, Thaddeus Ross in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. He was in the Hulk Civil War, mm-hmm. some recent Infinity stuff War, too, right? Endgame, and Black Widow. Black Widow, yeah. And they were thinking that he was going to be, you know, doing that whole uh, Ross's Thunderbolts thing, mm-hmm. where he was in charge of like the other Captain America or whatever, you know, uh, U.S. agent and shit, and the sort of asshole fuck ups of the MCU. But uh, we'll see what happens with that. Poor, poor dude's dead. Won an Oscar in like 85 or something for some movie with Cat in the title. I can't remember. Should have written that down maybe. but Yeah, maybe you should have taken notes on that. But I, I'd never seen it, so it's not like I was going to pretend like, you know, I'm an yeah. expert in William Hurt. I looked at his thing and it was just like, oh, there's a bunch of movies in here that I'm interested in. I probably should watch now, but haven't seen it before, so I'm not going to pretend I'm a big William Hurt fan. That's why I mentioned the MCU stuff, because I've seen that, but. Fair enough. And uh, they announced they're doing Deadpool 3. Mm-hmm. The director I of that Free that. Guy movie. Did you see that yet? No. I had it on the background the other day. It wasn't like necessarily my cup of tea, but eh, it was 
entertain the, the concept of it was entertaining about AI just kind of becoming self-aware in a non-Terminator way in the gaming world. So, hmm. what's well, like a background character in Grand Theft Auto becoming self-aware? Yeah, basically. it's a it's entertaining enough. I wouldn't say it's like my favorite movie ever, but yeah, it definitely didn't look great to me. Everybody else thought it looked great, and I was just like, I don't know, man. I'm just over it. For me. I think I wouldn't call it. Great. They had a lot of those like big video game movies after a while. Like the first really good one that wasn't even entirely a video game movie for me was Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Oh yeah, which was had a lot of video game elements, but that's because the graphic novel it's based on did too. But it was also Kevin Smithy because it combined geekdom with like rock music and not just being a nerd. Yeah, that kind of really set its own genre up with the following of the books. And then you had that Pixel movie, and you had uh, <laughs> what's that Steven Spielberg Ready one? Player One? Yeah, that one was probably that one was Sorry. decent. Ready Player One, the book I found much better, but again, it's just like the Jurassic Park thing where they had to change so much of it to get get the pacing up because the first third of that book is really fucking slow. So you should have done a TV series. I don't know. I mean, yeah, they could eventually. They should always do that. But they also. The uh, author of that also did Ready Player Two, which I haven't read yet because I was waiting for paperback. Because I'm lazy like it. that. Because I'm cheap. Because I had the first one on paperback, so why would I want to get the second hardback? And then I then I got a mismatch. So then I got to get. Well, you can get the second hardback and then get the first one. Yeah, then I got to do a lot of work. Well, who gives a fuck? Just have one of each. That's true. But I'm running out of space. <laughs> Uh, that's about all my news I have written down. So. The Ninja Turtles Cowabunga collection looks pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. What was that, May 13th? Uh, did they have a date on that? I don't know if I even saw oh, I think, that. Yeah, I asked Jerry. Yeah. Looks pretty cool. They've got all the classic games on there. 13 different arcade and console games. and The uh, original NES games and stuff like that. And the original arcade games. I think so, games. but I didn't see that advertised. By Manhattan Project? Yeah. Manhattan Project's okay, included. Cool. Yeah, that was one of the things I was Turtles looking Turtles in to. Time and then the original arcade. and. Okay, those are the two I was questioning mostly. And it's those all ones we had local up. co-op. I don't think there's any online co-op. I don't remember, though, for sure. I don't know if you really need that. I would rather play that with friends in the same room. So would I. Right? So yeah. I think that'll be a good one. We'll, we'll do a review on that one. I really want to play uh, <clears throat> Manhattan Project again. That was such a good game. Hopefully they're the full versions because it seems like some releases are... They cut out some levels... Uh, not necessarily. I think that's typically the arcades don't have as many levels as the home arcades releases. Arcades have less levels, okay. So, yeah, because you're at an arcade. So, like, with uh, Turtles in Time's that way. So if you've ever played Turtles in Time at home, there's some extra levels that aren't okay. on the arcade I had version. it backwards, but yeah. Oh. That's cool. <sighs> and then I don't really have a lot else in news besides that I started buying toys for my toys. So Alec has a few of them, too, but miniature toys that go for your toys. You may have seen that on our Instagram, so keep the likes and shares up. Got a little, a little pool table. They do make some small pool tables, yeah. And they got small. Especially uh, if you get that full size firehouse little... replica, that would be cool. Well, that'd be good also just to have because you have the. Uh... <clears throat> Grabbed a little toaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you could also get a just a regular toaster for the more realistic photo shoots. I mean, even still, I bet I could just get a one twelve scale printed, three D printed. Uh, pool table and do that but felt you yeah. want it to have real felt don't you oh well yeah you'd, you'd 3d print it and then hand paint it and finish it and put your little felt put on your it. own felt on it that seems a lot more work than just buying a <laughs> one you could probably buy uh, i don't know some of that shit's way more expensive than you'd think for the 
like dollhouse scale shit. Jesus. Yeah, I've got a bit of a cold or something, so my uh fucking voice is shot. My eyes are runny. Come on, kill me! I'm here. I thought we were gonna make you wear a mask. Uh, nope. I decided not to. Oh, it's gonna get us all sick. Damn. You got your flu shot. He is COVID negative though. I don't. Yeah, I was shot. negative on that tonight, but I'd already had it. Well, so. those tests aren't 100 percent either. Yeah, we're we're probably dead. Well, when I had it, like the you thing know, changed colors like immediately, and today it didn't even change at all. So, so let's get into it. Do you want to talk the movie first, or do you want to do the little segment piece? I'll let you handle that because you've got the buttons in front what did, of you. What did we decide in rehearsal? You know what I just watched? Me pulling a can off some moron steps. Return of the Jedi. Did you see Alien when that uh, creature was in that guy's stomach? <sighs> Tonight's feature film is from the year 2006. It's called The Departed, directed by Martin Scorsese. How much is this? I don't know, $1.99 or two. I paid, Jesus think, Christ. It's quite big. I think I paid two oh two for it at the family dollar by the post office. Oh, family dollar. I'd give you five, $5 if you sit on it. I don't think <laughs> I've had some incredibly large poops in my life, but I don't think uh, anything that compares to the girth of that. Well, coming out, I think it's probably easier too. I mean, I've got plenty of lube here. I do. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that just reminded me of that scene in Fight Club. There's like, I've got plenty of lubricant and toys. <laughs> I have plenty of pornographic movies. That's <laughs> a sad moment in that movie, but yeah. goddamn, it's uh, it's relatable. That's for sure. Slide. So Ricky cop Billy Costigan, played by Leo DiCaprio. I'm not a cop. Cop. Boston. Frank Costello, performed by Jack Nicholson. So this I'm movie Jack starts Nicholson off. In this movie. It's very vague. And the intro says some time ago or some shit, and you're like, okay, yeah. in Boston. And uh, Back like two Matt, weeks ago, when Matt Damon was a kid, my favorite part of this is how lazy they are with the lighting on this because they don't want to bother de aging fucking Jack Nicholson at all. So I was they always, say it doesn't look much different. They, I mean, basically, they had his hair dyed or they had a wig on him, and like that's the only difference because like there's scenes where someone's well lit and he's not lit at all. But that's the thing I didn't even think about that. I never have thought about that when I watched this that he's supposed to be that. Uh -oh. I just never even thought about it. Well, I thought when they saw when they did the time jump, I was like, it didn't look much different. I was the only reason I was thinking of that because like deep fakes is such a thing now. Like you know, nowadays they would have done that completely different and probably. Well, I mean, obviously angles. because Scorsese did the fucking Irishman and fucking. I still oh, haven't geez. watched that. I haven't either because I just don't think I could stand to watch it with all that lot of de aging. De -aging. I don't yeah. think I could do it. I, I intend to watch it. I just always just I don't. Know. <sighs> it's probably three three and a half hours, so I gotta make that. I haven't gotten so. around to it yet. Yeah, I need three three I and a half hours though, to. Yeah. I think it's three and a half, maybe. But. There's a lot of fucking people in this movie. Yeah, I forgot about Martin Sheen and uh, and uh, Baldwin and ooh the Vera Farmiga. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but oh yeah, she's in Up in the Air too. She was yeah. the, she was the mom in the Bates Motel. She's also show. in Godzilla, and she was in Hawkeye. Uh huh. She was in Godzilla King of the Monsters. I still don't watch Hawkeye. I gotta watch. Yeah, that. she's great. Like you forget how great she is as a, an actor so she's like 50 now i want to say but she still looks pretty good 
I mean, this is 16 years ago, so. Yeah, but still, yeah, I'm saying. Doesn't pretty good. Doesn't that make you feel old? I was like, this movie's not that old, and I'm like, it's 2006. Oh. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that's almost 20 years ago now. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Somebody mm-hmm. change my diaper. I'm old. I'm going to die soon. I shit my pants. I'm going to go to coffins.com. I have to pick one out. <laughs> I'm getting cremated. You're so. still a lot younger than us, though. It's a lot cheaper. Yeah, but I live a more extreme lifestyle. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. See, if you get buried, you can't get your ashes turned into <laughs> cubic zirconia and put on someone's butt plug that they can wear around the rest I of the I don't want to do that. I want to be smoked. Well, that's well, whatever too. my family is left is going to smoke my ashes. It's <laughs> like you're going to have to, it's going to be mixed with weed, but you have to do it because otherwise it's like you're not obeying my wishes. You're going to be that's like, how up. high were they getting? Better hope you die first. Are we, are we going to gain your intelligence? Like in how high? Sure. You're not going to know. And that's Tupac what, did this. And this that is how Tupac went. That was, a, that was the reason that's they one did of the it stories. in the movie, wasn't it? Probably. You're not going to know when you're dead anyway, so it won't matter. And I want to be baked into a pie and fed to someone unknowingly. Wait, what kind of pie? A hair pie. <laughs> <laughs> hair pie. What's your favorite 16 pie? 16 candles. Uh, I don't know, blueberry pie. Okay. That's my, one of my favorites. But I don't know, I don't know, you might have to bake me into something like pumpkin. You know, like something, the different texture, where it'd be more, less noticeable. Like, you'd have to fucking turn me into chicken nuggets, like, the blend that shit (laughs) when I'm fresh. Like, ten minutes after I'm dead, you better be like, (laughs) <laughs> Who has a fucking like, industrial-sized blender that can handle a human-sized corpse about, and turn even the bone into goo? like mincemeat pie? Or a pot pie? Pot pie. There you go. That's perfect. No, because I want it to be a pot delicious pie. pie. If you pot, want people to smoke your pot ashes... Pot pie is delicious. They would just mix the ashes into the pie crust. But it's called pot pie. It doesn't mean... I'd rather be blended and turned into uh, chicken nuggets and fed to people because oh, fuck them. McDonald's. Yeah. I mean, by the time we die, that may be a thing. Let's see. <laughs> People who still want to eat meat that badly. I'm sure it'll be a thing. You could volunteer to be a Tyson Chicken McNuggets. Uh-huh. Pink goop. Yeah. We pay you $10,000 now for your corpse when you die. Silent green is people. Or more like $100, though. Yeah. No, them, yeah. Marky Mark's in this, too. Marky Mark's in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking about flesh... Blending, but uh, <laughs> Martin Sheen, Alec Baldwin, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Leonardo DiCaprio. That's the cast. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. And those guys look like Wahlberg is too. Steals the show in this. He, he is. is. He's, He's fucking, fucking amazing. amazing. <laughs> He's fucking, He's a fucking colossal dick. He's a fucking insult comic. He's an asshole. Then he disappears for a while, and then he's at like the very end. That's that was the redeeming moment in that for me too, because like he's so upset and pissed, and you're like, oh fuck yeah, he gets he was, to come back and he was the good one. Really. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. <sighs> That's my Jack Nicholson Boston impression. Mm. I don't have a gravelly enough voice. I've been smoking all these years; it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it didn't seem like he was altering his voice too much. He wasn't alternating a speech pattern, but he did give an extra inflection to the words for sure. Yeah. Because he doesn't have all that extra twang to it. Um, I like how he gives him a Wolverine comic. As a kid, yeah. Have yeah. some comics. 
Like you like comics? Books. Well, yeah. Once you realize, like the kids, uh, you like bologna and cheese. Kids, dad's dead. You like Huey Lewis and the news? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he loads him up with food and shit. So then, basically, at that young age, he's already planting himself a cop. He's like, "Oh fuck, this is a good opportunity." Yeah. And uh, I like when it, it's just kind of going through that montage of shit, and it shows him shoot a couple on the beach. And then he just starts laughing. <laughs> she fell funny. Yeah. And he's like, I think you should talk to somebody, boss. <laughs> that wasn't Nicholson, was it? That yeah, was Nicholson yeah, who shot. He said, they fell funny. And that was in the flashback uh, scene when someone he's else younger. Because yeah, no. they have the umbrella on there. So he's like, he doesn't want to get rained on while he's fucking executing somebody. Jesus Christ. It's depressing. It's up, isn't it? Um, oh, Anthony Anderson, too. Yeah. Forgot he was in this. He's he, like I like when he's in some serious and different stuff. He's good in Scream Four as the cop who gets fucking eventually murdered, like most cops in horror movies. But and shipping up to Boston plays regularly throughout this movie by the Dropkick Murphys and everyone. Like this is like I think mm-hmm. what helped that band become like mainstream, the, borderline, yeah, like associated and played at bars and shit when it's fucking yeah. St. Patrick's Day and it's Irish bars. Yeah, outside of the Boston area in general, Boston. Like everyone in Boston knew who they were Boston. and the punk. Punk bands and punk scene people knew who they were, but the yeah, later on, yeah, after this movie, it was definitely like. <laughs> By the time I stopped giving a shit about them, they were in this movie. Yeah, I think I listened to like their first three albums, and then by this, I was like, okay, shipping up to Boston. That song's kind of fun, but I'm still like, yeah, whatever. I'm just not crazy about the some of the Irish band shit. Yeah, it's uh, some of it's fun. You know, it's not something I listen to on a regular. So, like them and Flogging Molly, yeah, I can I can listen to a little bit, but I don't need a lot. Yeah. Um, I didn't take a crazy amount of notes on here. I just kind of took out some things that really, you know, stayed with me. How fucked up are you? And it's just like the weird looks Leo's given. He gives a lot of angry stares. Not in this a cop. <laughs> not a cop. A fucking cop. And then they, you know, I love how you get the background of him falling out of the academy and all that shit. And yeah, so he was a cop. And then they suspect there is a cop in their ranks. I would be pretty certain it was him, right? Well, I mean, they, they basically give you that whole speech. He's about not a very good game. actor when he confronts them either. He's like very obviously guilty. Hmm. I don't know. You don't really get much into his background. Like they they set you up with. Uh, not Billy, but it's Colin. They set you up with Colin because he's got a loyalty to Frank just because he helped him out when he's a kid. So he's kind of that fatherly role model to him, even though he's taking him into the, the bullshit. Yeah. So you have a little bit more of his motivation for doing that. But he even tells him, like, you got to get an education, dumbass. Which yeah. Which is kind of one of those things he's like, no, that's, you know. And the whole thing with Martin Sheen and uh, Mark Wahlberg talked to him, talking to Leo you get a little bit of the backstory, but it's kind of weird the way they talk about With it. With Billy, yeah, they basically talk about his family members a bunch of fuck-ups, so therefore you are a fuck-up by association. Yeah, and but they know that he also has, like, SAT scores and shit, and he's brilliant and should be, and they said he should be in fucking NASA and be an astronaut mm-hmm. and shit, not being a fucking state cop. Cop. Statey. Statey. Statey cop. We call, we call the state cops, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shit's quite crazy. So the beginning of this kind of sets up the two relationships that you see with Frank and how everyone's kind of interacting with everyone else. 
Leonardo's like, cousin is uh forgot the actor's name, but he's in a bunch of Judd Apatow shit. Yeah, he is. He's in Freaks and Geeks as a drug dealer. Yeah, he looked familiar. He's in Pineapple Express. Uh, some other shit. Several other things. I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't want to think through all Judd Apatow's movies right now. But He's in the, uh, the one that we still need to do with the real Ghostbusters lunchbox. Oh, you know, one Super dancing with Jacinda. Yeah. Yeah. He's that guy. He's pretty good, though, man. He's he And he's got a good amount of depth. Why do you got blood on your leg? Yeah. The period blood. Super bad on the leg. You remember that? And then he's trying to steal the fucking all the booze with the soap dispensers. Like, you didn't think to rinse that out, huh? You're just going to mix it with the soap and kill people? <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, yeah, the whole cranberry juice thing. When he fucking smashes that guy with that fucking glass, that was pretty cool. That was a good scene. Yeah. He's like, there's certain people you can hit, and there are certain people... You can. And basically, he's like, and this is really close to being someone you can't hit. <laughs> and I'm going to make a ruling on this right now. Yeah. You don't fucking hit him. And then he's like an asshole to that guy, too, though. Cause and then he fucking whoops his ass after that guy mouths off. Yeah, he off tells him who something. he is, and he's like, eh. And he's like, then he starts hitting him. Fucking lays his ass out, too. And then he's like, what are you drinking? Cranberry juice. What are you on your period? Yeah, and then he's fucking sitting there, and, he, and he's, like, looking at him, like, is he bluffing? And he basically says, get him a cranberry juice. Like, he's disgusted by it. Yeah. Which, that's another thing. They don't really explain, like, why he isn't a drinker. Another classic line. Uh, he's on duty. He's like, oh, I'm supposed to say that. She's on her way out. We all are. Act accordingly. Yeah, that's the truth, <laughs> isn't it? That's a good one. And then when, uh, you know, they take Leo in there, and they're, like, searching him and they fucking break the cast off his hand and shit, and he smashes his hand with the boot and shit. It's hilarious. That scene is fucking intense. You know it would hurt a lot, but the boot smashing still looks a little goofy. Because, like, it wouldn't hurt that much if your hand's not broken like his. Yeah, well, they basically break the cast off to make sure he doesn't have a... Oh, exactly. Well, then he's moving it around a lot, too. He's like... And I'm like, eh, I don't know how broken that thing is. Luckily, he didn't have a wire that day. Well, no, because then he throws the cash at him, and he's like, go get this thing fixed. Yeah. So, I mean, it could have been healing a little bit, but to break a fucking reset uh. bone already? Fuck that. Uh. That was pretty intense. And then he throws that fucking wire. He's like, he's out already? Later on, he's like, yeah, I ain't getting fucking killed over this shit. Yeah. I like the uh, hand in the bag. Reminds me of Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Hi. I'm, I'm Fred's hand. hand. Yeah. <laughs> Little patience. He's basically just intimidating him with it too, just for no reason. Yeah, taking the ring off in front of him and shit casually, just like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Just showing, yeah, he has no fucks given. And Frank's actually a pretty good villain in this because he's charismatic, and he's also dangerous without being too one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But he does definitely have some of those Joker vibes in there, where the shit that tickles is funny. Is yeah, at one point twisted. he laughs kind of like the Joker. Yeah, yeah. this is the <laughs> most similar to him being the Joker again. I think that I've seen so. That's For sure. Uh, Sullivan has erectile dysfunction, it's implied, or premature ejaculation. I think it's, I think the way she talks, it's more erectile dysfunction, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like looking down. And it's like. So. Never well, mentioned again, other than that one little scene, you know? So maybe not his baby. Right. <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, well, wait a minute, my dick hasn't been working. How are you pregnant? It's cost against baby. 
That was one thing they didn't get to. But that was a pretty good uh, way he, to interweave a woman in there that I she's think working he with. figures him. it out at the funeral when she's crying. Mm. Oh, but yeah. Then he he, doesn't, does, he yeah. doesn't live very long after that, though. No. Spoiler alert. Oh, I like when Alec Baldwin's freaking out, and he's like, uh, after the first like wet raid at the warehouse or whatever, and he's like, I'm going to go smoke. You want to go smoke? And they're like, no. And he's like, what are you, a fucking fitness freak? Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. And then he just yeah. walks away really quick and goes and smokes. I was like, that's the best scene of Alec Baldwin in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, the other thing in this movie that I love is when Frank goes up to the Catholic um, oh, clergy or whatever you want yeah, to call him and goes people. up and he's basically calling a bunch of fucking pedophiles. Then he circles back to that later yeah. on and fucking makes another joke. I'm like, God damn, I fucking love this. I love that at one point. he's all Yeah, he was also just like, early on he was talking about that when he was a kid. He was like, Oh, you think he was diddled when he was a kid, maybe? And no, no, no. He was talking about that when Matt Damon's character was a kid at the beginning, I think. Oh, okay. He was talking about, like, how the church is bullshit, and, like, they just want your money. Like, yeah. he was making a big deal about, like, n- kneel for no one and shit. Yeah, yeah, Liz even pointed out, she's like, yeah, that's the kind of dialogue you'd write. And I'm like, uh, yep, I would definitely <laughs> find a way to shoehorn that into this. <laughs> very, very good dialogue in this movie. Fucking classic. It's well-written. Mm. Um, the, uh, another Mark Wahlberg line, uh, often quoted. I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you must be the other guy. He's, he's not. It he doesn't seem like he's always very good in movies, but he's good in this. He's very hit or miss, but like Basketball Diaries, that's him and Leo again, and they're heroin addicts in the '90s at a. Or I should say Irish Catholic. He doesn't seem high very, school church. I think he doesn't seem very good yeah. recently. Anyway, I'll say that. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really seen him in anything. I liked the first Ted. Yeah, he does a lot of comedies now, and and then of course uh, Shooter was okay, as far as like the political thrillers go. Yeah, but that was back in when I was playing Call of Duty a lot when I watched that. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> you were a Call that of movie's Duty actually, guy? in like 2006 <laughs> on PS3. Okay. Yeah, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Who didn't fucking play that game? We would get drunk, and I would play that shit and be unbeatable. Oh, God. Yeah, there were some crazy nights there doing that. Um, well, let me get to the Social Security numbers and shit. They need to get everybody's <laughs> Social Security numbers and bank info. The citizen's envelope. <laughs> it's not how you spell citizens. It's yeah, fucking morons. <laughs> he didn't know how to spell it, and then when Leo wrote it, he's like, that's not how it's spelled. Well, I love how the FBI's got an informant. For somebody in the inside as well. And Frank's also an FBI informant himself. Yeah. There was another FBI informant? Uh-huh. Did you not catch that? I thought it was just Frank. They didn't no. Know, they didn't know who it was. And no, they... they sent to the wrong address. It was 344, and this guy that dies in the couch but after he... the... But I thought they said the he's police like, are I... claiming he's a cop. Just so Yeah, exactly. I think that's what... I think that's accurate. Yeah, I, don't I think... think that he was about to call him out, but was asking him, why am I not going to call you out? So I don't know. I think it's still up at the air. I think yeah, it's I open it for debate. But they were saying that the cops just said he was a rat, to, so we won't look for the rat. Right. So I don't know. So I guess it could go either way. Could be because, like, on the newscast, set in stone. The sure. newscast after that basically implies that he was in it, the FBI agent that died. But yeah, when they're showing the newscast, it zooms out and then Frank re- reacts to it and says that because that's when they're talking shit on that guy. He's like, but I fucking it, dragged that guy around all fucking night. But would it make sense for? Jack and him to be FBI? Could be. I don't know. It's basically just kind of implies or lets you think that, you know, he's Well, that guy could have been FBI, but he was an, a, an informant. 
Frank's just an informant. Like he He's not an FBI, FBI agent. He was actually FBI agent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it implies that he, you know the only reason he didn't say anything is because he knew that he was in the inside too. But he could have also been heading to the wrong address when Martin Sheen fell off the roof. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's true. Leo shows up in the rain to the doctor's place mm-hmm. and is like, "We should fuck, basically." But also, he he sees the photo that earlier Matt Damon was like, you know. Oh, we can't have this up in here in the living room. People will see this. And uh, Leo's like, oh, this is beautiful and whatever else. And he hangs it back up on her wall. Yeah, it's the and contrast that they have between characters, right? Of these yeah, men. you can see that she's like, oh, that made me wet. Yep. Wetter than I already was for Leo because it's Leo. And, Yet know. she's thinking for her own future that Colin was the Sullivan. You know, he's the guy because, you know, he's working on his law degree, all this other shit. I love how she calls him out on that. She's like, why are you going to law? Because like, I fucking work full time. I like the, the theater meetup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he pretends to masturbate and come on to me as the big <laughs> fucking, fucking dildo. The rubber dick. He's like, how, why do you think? He's like, I own the place. <laughs> of course you do. Leo could have easily been spotted, I feel like. Oh, yeah, that's a whole, that's one of those things where like, you're like, I don't like think it actually goes down way. quite like this, but I don't know. It's still cool. And then that scene where he looks back at the fucking camera and shit and goes back and later tries to delete the shit or whatever. And, and Queenan gets killed. He didn't go back thing. and try to delete it. He just goes back to look up to see if he can see identify the other guy. Because yeah. those are traffic cams, I think. But he was probably going to do whatever. both, I so, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he accesses that shit. But, yeah, we forgot Queenan actually died, too, fucking off the roof. Yeah. Shit's that was up. a pretty gutsy move, too. I didn't think they'd kill him off like that the way they are playing it. And he's like, no, man, you got to protect yourself. And then he takes the fall for it. So pretty well done. Watch your fucking mouth. (laughs) (laughs) No, you watch it. You sure you're not getting all hot talking about going up butts? (laughs) Or whatever. Right. Yeah, that's hilarious. Watch your fucking mouth. Uh, Very homophobic and racist people here. Sullivan uses Queenan's uh, phone to call Mm -hmm. Billy. Mm-hmm. And is uh, just hangs up like he's nervous because he wants to bang him. Yeah, <laughs> they're pretty clever with that when they're when they turn the video off during the interrogation as well, and like you know uses the other guy's phone. He's like, I was never in there. Yeah, and, and then what? this is kind of the where he Frank fucking is revealed. You know, after the big another warehouse shit, he's revealed to be an FBI agent too. Or informant to yeah. uh, Sullivan, who then he tries to shoot Sullivan, and Sullivan shoots him in self-defense and kills the shit out of him, and is like, "You fucking rat," which is funny because he's he's so pissed at him that his mentor basically was a fucking rat himself, mm-hmm. and he's spending all this time fighting this shit. So yeah, he's more worried that he got uh, ratted out himself, and he was so fucking close to having Billy fucking laid out. Uh, is believing all this bullshit until yeah. Billy sees that fucking envelope on his goddamn desk, which is a good turning point because at that point in time, you're like, oh, fuck, are they going to have a shootout in here? Yeah, I like that. And then um, he goes and t- tries to basically delete the evidence of him b- existing and being undercover and shit. Uh-huh. And then he gives the... Billy gives the doctor his stuff saying, hey, if, if anything happens to me or you don't hear from me, you're, you know take care of this for me. She has that moment where she's listening to the fucking tape and pulls it out and is like, fuck you, you unhonest, dishonest pricked. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking 
peg you to death tonight. That was interesting, too, because it's it just such a good character story arc for people because she's not, like, fucking self-righteous at all. She knows she's kind of a piece of shit, too, based on what she's doing. She's this is very much, either. like, it reminds me of Pulp Fiction in the way that Pulp Fiction does very stereotypical gangster movie things, mm-hmm. but does it so well that you're, like, just completely accepting of it. Like, the, the whole rat plot. Yeah. It's like, how many times has that been done in movies before? So many times it, it's just it's a thing, you know? <laughs> Well, it's been done, it's trope. but it's those characters, are just, it's the cast of characters around it that makes it work, right? And the, just the better, different, and brilliant writing. I mean, this is a good movie yeah. for the writing and stuff, too. And I mean, I, I haven't seen all of Scorsese's movies, but what I've seen, I've mostly enjoyed. Raging Bull is the only one where I was like, eh, this is not for me. Yeah, I've seen it, just to say I've seen it, and that's kind of it with that one. It's not um, terrible, but it's just not very memorable for me in that way, and Part of that, though, is, too, is it's very specific to the Vietnam, that area. So, like, if you live through that, I feel like it would have a much more cultural impact to you personally. He's just, like, the character's a wife beater and shit, so yeah. it's like, fuck this guy. And he's a boxer, and I don't get, give a fuck about boxing, so. But they have that confrontation on the roof that's pretty dope. And uh, he gets a hold of him, and Anthony Anderson comes up there. And he ends up getting in the elevator. He's like, you, you know me, because, you know, they... Went to the academy together mm-hmm. and shit. Um, and that was a pretty good unexpected scene there when the other cop is there and he just fucking shoots yeah, him. Yeah, I forgot Leo like, dies. He's <laughs> like, pop. Yeah. He's like, you think you're the only one that he had the on first the time inside? watching this, because that's the character you like the most, obviously. You're just kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's the main character. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then the fact that it, how bad it pisses you off when Billy's still alive. <laughs> or sorry, no, when Billy dies and then, you know, Sullivan's still alive and he's carrying on all the shit and you're like, what the fuck? And he's... I want to have him get the highest award. Yeah. You're like, fucking prick. The award merit. Merit award. Merit award. The highest honor. Like a like a gold star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the classic, him returning back to his apartment for Dignan to be in there, dressed in <laughs> all white with fucking slipcovers on his shoes and a yes, fucking silenced right. gun. I love how he's fucking dressed to the nines. He's got like all the, like he's got a hairnet on too, I think, and the booties mm-hmm. on there, so he's very like fucking thoughtful with it. Yeah. So. Do they do test screenings for movies like this? I'm sure they do. They always think, you know, the ending always gets bad ratings from the test screenings so they go back and do reshoots and it's like a lot of movies wouldn't kill off the main character. No, with this, I think... I think it works. It's called The Departed. No, it, it is good. But I'm like, the, the test audience be like, I don't like If it, you want to complain about the ending of this movie, the only accurate one is that the rat climbing is a little on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> Given... Uh, that being said, though, I think that's the whole point of the movie. Everything is like that. It's just it doesn't seem as in your face about it. Because it is a really fucking typical story. Yeah, the story on paper is very basic. It's the portrayals and the performance by and the twists really... throughout and an interesting yeah. shit. Yeah, the characters because they're all kind of tied together, right? The police psychiatrist or the psychiatrist exactly are getting, helping out and getting stuff. boned by both of them who are yeah. side switchers. Like that, that that part is very. <laughs> I'm getting boned by the evil guy who pretends to be good and the good guy who pretends to be evil. Clearly, we know which one she prefers. The one without erectile dysfunction, <laughs> probably so. Yeah, because Leo also says to uh, Matt Damon that his only contact was a shrink or whatever, mm-hmm. a police shrink. You realize how she's crying at the funeral. 
how dated this movie is in a few ways. Obviously, the cell, cell phones, phones in there. Yeah, <laughs> the old flip phones that were common at the time. Mm-hmm. Some of the dialogue's a little outdated. Everyone's calling each other like guineas and not even that. They're just you know making a lot of almost homosexual jokes and yeah. insults. Well, Scorsese does that because these old gangster types. I think it would be in his older movies. It makes more sense, but yeah, whatever. There's an N word or two in this too. I think. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, Jack Nicholson's one of them's character. Very early on, I think. I yeah, I don't necessarily think it takes away from anything in watching the movie now because it sets you into the tone of how these people really talk. So there's that fine line of dialogue. It's fine with, if you have that word in there. I'm saying as long as you're prepared that that character is now portrayed as a fucking monster, basically. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah that I, really changes. I want bad characters to talk like this. Exactly, makes sense. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I don't want bad characters to be progressive necessarily, or expect them to be. You know? Although. Chucky is super progressive in the new Chucky show, and it worked. Uh, yeah, I think he, he was bullshitting that guy. He's progressive throughout, man. And he does support his child. He comes <laughs> around in that movie, but I don't think he really... He uh, In the Chucky series, he's pretty much... I mean, I, I, think, for I think he was working that kid, though. I don't know how much... He was, obviously, but I'm, well, he's I'm trying just to work saying... Every kid in that series. Like, Chucky's almost an anti-hero with, in that show because he's murdering mostly assholes, too. Yeah, mostly. There's like one or two in a sense, I think, but like the maiden shit. Yeah, she didn't deserve that, but no, <laughs> not at all. That's why you don't point your knives upwards. Yeah, it is. That's exactly why. <laughs> yeah, I have that fucking fear. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that. Let's talk about. Um... I just set my notebook down now that I fucking need it. <coughs> it's not really a start tank, but. What is this? Welcome, pitching. welcome to Shark That's what the, the music is for. I needed to do a pitch in the summer tentpole music. I just never did. Yeah, mm. pitch in the summer tentpole. So tonight we're talking about a Batman sequel idea. We in, didn't throw out a lot of rules. Batman sequel. But it could be a sequel to any Batman movie, but it's got to be a sequel to something that already exists. <laughs> that was the only rule. Who wants to go first? Not me. Not me. Justin. Okay, I'm going and first. That, and then out. All right, so I had to go with a Batman Tim Burton sequel. So I'm going to pretend like Batman Forever never happened. A return sequel. Yep, Batman Return sequel. Directed by Tim Burton. Is Michelle Pfeiffer in it? No. Ooh. I thought that would be too easy to throw her in there. I just said, you know, there's some... They did reshoots just to make it so she was still alive. Come on. Yeah, well, I did things that, you know, like some Easter eggs implying that she's still around, but... Is Val Kilmer Batman still? No. Michael Keaton. Okay. Yeah, no, Michael Keaton all the way, baby. <laughs> so this time there's two new villains. But at the beginning, we're going to kind of see him in the middle of dealing with the Scarecrow. And uh, I was going to have Keanu Reeves be the Scarecrow. Whoa, I'm totally the Scarecrow. <laughs> Get a load of my fear toxin. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, fuck you, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not thinking Bill and Ted's. I'm thinking more of, uh, you know. But he always sounds like He sounds like that. At least in the early 90s, he still did. But, I mean. Yeah, but still. I mean, even in the Matrix, he kind of does. Whoa, it's the Matrix? What's the Matrix, dude? Uh, and then my other villain, because Batman would be fighting the Scarecrow as this kind of begins. And so we see him get thrown in Arkham. But the main villain would be Crispin Glover as the Man-Bat. 
I think he can kind of play that crazy kind of a character, and I think that's just something <laughs> yeah, that, I'd be down for that. I just think that that's something Tim Burton would have done then. Like, how do you take that man bat character and have somebody that's does, interesting? Does he keep his head while he's man bat? He's just like a Crispin Glover's head on a bat. I'm gonna get you, Batman. Yeah, yeah, no, because it would be he'd his... be a good Riddler. Yeah, like he'd be good in lots of things though. Yeah, but I just thought him as the man bat because he can like play this like weird scientist guy and then just have be this crazy monster too. And then of course you got to cast Robin, and Robin was not no, a fucking grown ass man that he was in Batman Forever. Yeah, I went with Matthew Lawrence because he'd have been about eleven or twelve Whoa. at the time of shooting this one. The, the Blossom guy. Mm-hmm. Wait, okay. wait. What are you is think? this one of the Lawrence kids? Uh-huh. The... No, he Matthew Lawrence that. is he Robin, yeah. That young. What are you? What, what year Jesus was... Christ, what, what was... is wrong with you? <laughs> what year was Blossom? Any any other child actor. <laughs> Fucking Macaulay Culkin, please, anyone. I'd rather <laughs> have Macaulay Culkin as Robin. <laughs> no, I just thought he's kind of a fucking cringeworthy enough that you uh. need him as Robin because there's no way to not have a cringy Robin. Oh, Christ. Besides having an unknown. Joe Pesci as Robin. Well, unless you did, like... He's fucking Batman. Let's go kill this guy. Unless you did, like, Damian Wayne, where he's kind of like a little asshole. Oh, Christ. So that's who I cast there. So, yeah. It's it's not going to be a great sequel, but it, it's... it's <laughs> you got some of those Tim Burton vibes, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I thought about doing a... Who would Tim Burton cast as a kid, then, you think? Was there any kids he used in any of his movies? Tim Burton. Winona Ryder as Catwoman. Winona Ryder. Young as, Selena. No, Cohen. Winona Ryder as Robin. I mean, I'd watch it. That's a Robin I want to fuck. Okay. <laughs> All right, Nick, you're up. No, it's out. Anyway, I wanted to do. I thought about doing a erasing Batman and Robin and doing a. So it's a Batman Forever sequel. No, I thought about doing that. Oh, okay. I'm just mentioning it because I feel it's still worth mentioning. Oh, you want another Val Kilmer movie, you said? Yeah, that'd be interesting to me, I think. he was. It's better than fucking changing the actor every movie, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then you w- obviously wouldn't you have... You wouldn't have Schwarzenegger as Freeze, and I don't know who you would necessarily, but like, I'm not going that far. Right Everyone always said one, but Patrick I'm Stewart back then just because he was an old bald guy. What I've got is uh, Erasing Dark Knight Rises... Mm-hmm. Calling it Dark Knight Returns, mm. just because. Well, that's kind of what happened. I know exactly. Yeah. Um, well, he returns anyway. Obviously, you have Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Gary Oldman back. Since Cillian Murphy's still Scarecrow's still alive, you bring him back, mm-hmm. not in like a big, big way, but kind of a like he was, kind of a cameo. But not a cameo, but a little more than a, a cameo. Bigger. And then Marianne uh, Cotillard, who played. Razagul's niece or daughter or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. her daughter. Oh, she would instead play and Dark Knight Rises. Yes. the one that played. She would instead play Poison Ivy. Talia Al Ghul. Hmm. You don't want to get? A, is she a redhead? You want to get a redhead? I don't yeah. care. She get can make Julianne, her redhead. Julianne Moore or something. Catwoman, uh, be Jennifer Lawrence. Based on her being Mystique, you know, mm-hmm. pulling that off, and just for the fuck of it. Idris Elba as Victor Freeze. I was gonna, I was gonna suggest him as uh, Lucius Fox in mine. I think he's just buffed enough. I want to see him do some badass shit, and I think he could be a villain if you've seen him be. A well, he's a villain in the uh, the new uh, uh, Suicide Squad. 
Well, there you go. I mean, he's, he's enough uh, of an asshole, yeah. Oh, fuck. What's his name? I can't remember the character's name. But that'd just be interesting, I think. Well. No, I didn't try very hard on this, obviously. I mean, what are you going to do? We whipped it together when yeah, we Yeah, I definitely here. didn't. <laughs> well, we know you don't try very hard. Well, you guys tell me, like, right before we start shooting, and I'm still watching Leprechaun. Well, you knew the homework from last week. I watched him double brought... featured him last night. This is a strange double yeah, feature. Yeah, I don't, I don't like watching them a week ahead of time, though. I like keeping them fresh in my head. Yeah. And we're recording a day early. So what's your Batman? Uh, I'm going to do just the sequel to the new one. I'm not good at casting, so I'm not going to do the casting thing. But uh, I want to see the development of Bruce Wayne into a... So like, just a Bruce Wayne series? No Batman at all? No. But how they seen him like running Wayne Enterprises and stuff. <laughs> no, but they said like there's no Bruce Wayne in the first one. I want to call American it. Psycho. I want to, yeah, I want him to develop into that Bruce Wayne facade where he's running the company and doing that stuff and pretending to be a playboy and all that stuff. I want to see that kind of develop. Now that he thinks he needs to be a symbol of hope and stuff, and the mayor called him out for not using his money for good and stuff like that. So I want to see him do that. Um, well, that foundation money was all stolen though. Catwoman back? Well, he still got money, though. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Gordon's back. No focus. Yeah, definitely Gordon. A little bit more with Alfred, maybe. I'm trying to think villains that I didn't do last time we did this. Cause Riddler, Joker cameos? Anything? For Fuck, I, I still want Joker again. I really, right. I really don't want Riddler again as any focus. Because we already did that. In the first one, I just don't think they. Riddler. Yeah, I know. I, don't, I just don't think it was done well enough. The uh, ending of him, anyway. But whatever, he got what he wanted. They basically just ripped off seven. His his fucking Kevin Spacey in that. Well, I'm movie. curious to see the deleted stuff that they had with him interacting with Joker, like uh, doing the yeah Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Thing. What other I, what I villain are you going to go for then? I don't know. I was trying to think because last time we did this, I said Hugo Strange and something else. I would like to see Mister Freeze done more seriously. But who would you have as Mr. Freeze? I don't know. I'm not good at that stuff. And modern times? Patrick Stewart. <laughs> I'm here to freeze you, Batman. <laughs> That's a very terrible Patrick Stewart. But yes, I'd be interested to see them try to do it. I mean, how are you going to do a guy with a freeze gun and a grounded, a more grounded Batman film? Well, I don't know. This whole would he Batman not have takes... a freeze gun? Would he... I mean, this is like Batman Year One and Year Two is what that was really founded in. So <clears throat> you're looking at those specific series of comics. So I don't know what villain. I mean, a serious Mister Freeze would be really cool, but how do you get there? If you look at Gotham, there are Mister Freeze is a little more serious, and it's interesting. Does he have a freeze gun? Okay, how do they do that? He just has a freeze gun with some weird technology built because he's Mr. Science Man. It ends up feeling a little more like Marvel shit, you know, where you have to have, like... They built on it, you know, with, like, Tony Stark doing all that tech shit and having the Iron Man suit is not as far-fetched as, obviously, the Gardens of the Galaxy, but you worked into that shit. Yeah, like, the first Iron Man suit's the suit, and then later on he's got nanotechnology that just fucking hides on his body. Like, Thor is a fucking alien, and that's pretty... 
pretty close in there. But they also, you know, Hulk was the second movie in there, so that's also pretty out there. Well, that's the thing. In this universe, is there even going to be Superman? And Like, how grounded is it going to be? This is why Superman works alone. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess Superman was in that universe. I, I do want to... I'm see, Superman. I do want to see them have Harvey Dent in the second one, but not become Mr. Fa- Mr. Well, this uh, is a snakeskin cape. But then they kind of did that <laughs> in the Nolan trilogy, even though they introduced him, turned him into Two-Face, and killed him in the same movie. I don't really... I don't know. Yeah. Should well, then you have that the, or not. Maybe with, have Harvey Dent in the trilogy, but not ever have him become Two-Face. I don't fucking know. That'd be boring. Hmm. I, I feel th- like if you have him in the first two and he's in the trilogy as Two-Face, or the third one, yeah, that would work. Yeah, definitely introduce in the second one, turn into Mr. Even introduced at the end of the first one or, you know, somewhere in there or mentioned. Like, well, I like to see him as Harvey Dent through a whole movie. At least. Because that's what they would have done in the Burton film. But I don't know. There's so many villains. I'm like, are they not going to do it because the general public doesn't know that character very well? Batman has a pretty good rogues gallery. But, uh, Wiggling. You just don't know, like, which ones the general public would know, right? You'd almost have to go with something that was popular on one of the animated series, right? And would they do Mr. or uh, would they do Poison Ivy? Yeah. Because you're going to have a woman controlling plants in this universe. I don't know. I feel like you could get away with it if you did. Uh, it wouldn't be, you'd have to tone it down. It, it would be more like she's using poisonous plants, plants or yeah, something. And she'd shit. be using poisonous plants to make stuff. She'd be like a pharmaceutical company, basically. Feeding people the plants that eat people and shit, like yeah. doing weird bioengineering and shit with them. And I don't see him doing man bat or clay face. I want a man bat, but uh, yeah, it'd have to be a... I don't see him doing it in this universe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I would love to see a standalone Batman movie with Man Bat in it where it's a fucking horror film. Like I'd also like Batman to see them do the Mask of the Phantasm like live action. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. The only thing is that the twist wouldn't yeah. hit right the Well, second. they have a different yeah. different person. They're doing a different twist like... Uh, but you're going to know who... I mean, you're going to figure it out. She's trans in the new one. <laughs> yeah. That's a twist. But then you're making you're doing the trans villain thing. Woke. It's just too yeah, woke. No, because the, she's a villain, woke. so it'd be anti woke. Oh, there you go. Well, then the exactly the, then the trans community would be. I yeah, I, that's why I immediately was and like, nah. Let's not brain do that. it. Brain it. We'll brain the two together. You're looking a very interesting way. You know how how do you do that and make it interesting? Because like you said, you'd have to change the twist because otherwise everyone's gonna be like, well. Or do the hush, because hush is never... Well, I guess the animated movie. I guess they have done a hush, haven't they? But, but the Riddler was kind of like hush in the first one, so... Hmm. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, no, they've done a lot, a lot of Batman animated movies, but... Yeah, they've, they've done, done everything in an animated, animated movie at this point. I, I saw Killing Joke when they did it in theaters, but that one was uh, kind of disappointing for what the source material had to provide, so... Some of the... Uh, is that the one where he banes Batgirl? Uh, I'm pretty sure that is, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was an added, added twist. Pretty sure I got a free digital copy of that was something. And then I got a free digital copy of Batman Year One on like my PS3 or something. You have the comic yeah. out there for Year yeah, One that has the cool. discs in it. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot of opportunity for Batman. Just where do you take it? Because right now we're not in a good universe where... I think you should both watch um, Gotham. If not... Only to see the portrayal of all these other villains and shit, because that's the interesting part. 
Penguin and Riddler are fucking top notch. That's still my favorite Riddler. How's Joker? I know he looks kind of. The thing is, they were. It's not even supposed to necessarily be the Joker, necessarily. Kind of like the Joaquin Phoenix movie. Kind of. And they they tiptoed on it a lot. And I didn't even watch that far. I think that's in the third and fourth seasons. I only saw the first two. I didn't get that far. But I saw Hugo Strange, Doctor Freeze, Riddler, Penguin, Catwoman. Because Catwoman's like a teenager with Bruce Wayne being like 13 or something when it starts. Yeah, I'm making about the same age. Interesting. Yeah. I recommend it, though. I need to go back and watch it. It's on something. Well, let's wrap this one up here. Call the night. Wrap it up and put it in the butt. All right. Well, push your buttons. I am pushing buttons. Giving the outro music. Stay tuned next week. Basically. When we review some other shit. Some more movies. I think we might be doing Wishmaster for Haunted by Tapes. Yeah, that's the Haunted by Tapes. Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. Shut this off. Shut these all off.